0: Hey, welcome to the next episode of Talk Smack with Mac. I'm pretty excited. I got my little brother on here again. Everybody loves it. the NBA analysis that we put down and the, the detail that we put into our opinions. A lot of people was liking it. So, you know, my brother's going to be hopping on here a lot, especially when the season starts again. Uh, we've been in a, a flux for a while with the coronavirus, but we're like two weeks away maybe less than two weeks now for the uh, the NBA season to start up again. But anyways, man, Trev, I appreciate you hopping on. You lift with me, you're right upstairs, man. So it's, it's going to be a reoccurring thing. You know, uh, some people, people are a little camera shy, man. It's not easy to be able to hop on here and talk and, uh, and just be in, be in front of a camera. But I feel like after you do it, maybe one or two more times, you're going to be rolling, man. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, so uh we're going to talk about some basketball, man, with the season starting, uh you know, there's like the the little scrimmage games, scrimmaging, yeah, the scrimmaging and the few games, the playing games before the season starts. Uh let's start with the Western Conference. Uh who are you excited to see in the playoffs and who do you want to see get that 8th seed?
1: Obviously other than the Lakers cuz that's our team, but <clears throat> Um, I want to see the Pelicans get the seed for sure. That's going to offer, I think the most exciting basketball, like their record doesn't show it, but I think they're the most exciting team. One of the most exciting teams in the league. Um, I want to see what the Thunder does more in the playoffs, not so much the seeding games. I want to see if like, they maybe just had a little bit of luck during the season or if Chris Paul's going to kind of have that not last stand, but that, you know, show that he's still what he's always been. Chris um, Paul is going to end up a Laker. I don't know how. I don't know when, <laughs> but it's going to happen. And then uh, the Trailblazers. If the Trailblazers got the A-seat, I wouldn't be mad. Damian Lillard's one of my favorite players in the league. I like CJ McCollin. I like their big man rotation. So those are kind of the things I'm looking out for. The Mavericks as well.
0: Uh, as, as far as, like, the 8th seed, the Trailblazers of the team, I'd least want to see. Because with me being a Laker fan, Damian Lillard could win a game by himself.
1: Well, yeah, definitely would be the least I'd want to see as a fan of just the Lakers. But as a fan of basketball, I wouldn't be upset. Because that would be – I mean, they had a – and on top of that, they got Melo. So, like Melo <clears> they got Melo. The they,
0: uh, they got Dame. So I feel like – um the stoppage benefited the Trailblazers the most because Damian Lillard was hurt, and this gave him all the time to get help.
1: Uh, you could say that about a lot of teams, though, I'd say as well, because the Lakers, of course, Anthony Davis said he had a lot of nagging injuries that were, he's at 100%
0: now. For the first time this season. Yeah, Bron,
1: he's hyperbolic time-chambered since he's been <laughs> out, so, you know, he's going to come out strong. see like
0: the big-ass pants that he was wearing Yeah, some of those.
1: So, you know, like
0: 45,000. And that goes
1: all around, you know, late season. A lot of players are already kind of banged up. And they're, you know, you start resting players towards the end anyway. So they kind of skip that process in this break. And now we're going to see some more. What I'm looking for is how, you know, they're going to have to like kind of click again. And maybe in these seeding games, teams will get it quick. But that's kind of what it's going to be. Because, you know, the beginning of the season, you have those like lackluster games where people are just Mm -hmm. like, they're, They're kind of there. At the offseason, yeah. it's like coming back to work on a Monday. So they got to get back to it.
0: Yep. But it means a lot more now with them getting back. You know, it, It's basically been an offseason because of the stoppage.
1: I know you're the host, but I have a question for you. Do you think the winner of the finals gets the asterisk next to the title? Do you think it's more challenging, or do you think it's <clears throat> going to be
0: easier to win? I 100% think uh, the winner does get an asterisk because people need to know who won during this crazy ass season? I think it's gonna be way more challenging. Who had the mental toughness to stay in shape, to stay focused during the coronavirus? Yeah. Because definitely. it's not just like an off season. You it's, the world is in a crazy ass time. We don't yeah. really know what what's going on. People are dying. People are getting sick. You're kinda of, you're kinda of nervous. You don't really wanna to get too close to people. The last thing that's on your mind is hey i need to stay in shape for the season because we don't know when we're going to be starting up again you know with a lot of these players with you know a wife and kids they're worried about their families not Definitely. let me fucking go run 10 miles today so i can stay in shape so the ones that did and the ones that are going to be able to adapt and get this win in the 2020 season yeah people need remember that shit that was yeah. really fucking hard yeah
1: i definitely don't agree with people players saying that this was like um people saying that this is no, there's like it's no easy. current
0: players saying that shit. correct me if i'm wrong it's all former well, players it's not retired. even players
1: it's it's players if anything it's people that have never actually played it's basketball. people hating because so, yeah like
0: you said uh, unless you are in that situation and you have to stay laser focused and stay in shape and uh, be able to knock the rust off quickly until you're putting their shoes your opinion doesn't really mean shit you have to show these are elite athletes this isn't like hey i'm going to play on my middle school pop warner team and we've been out for a few months and we got to play this is the best of the best in the world you know but then it's going to
1: show the people that always stay ready uh, the Honestly, the, exactly. the LeBrons and the people like that, because yeah,
0: the true there's a lot of
1: people. There's a lot of things and whatever's that you should have been worrying about, and other things to be worrying about during this time. But still, you know, at the end of the day, the since the league stopped, they've already been talking about when they were going to get it restarted. So it wasn't, you know, more of a matter of if it was going to. It was just when it was going to. So the people that took it serious and took their time to stay in shape and do that i think they should definitely if anything be praised more than say oh well you guys had time off before the playoffs so da and even if that's the case that goes for everybody so i don't think if if anything it either benefited everybody or didn't benefit everybody but there's no but either way it's all on the
0: same playing field
1: exactly i think
0: the only people that could like kind of bitch a little bit are the players that didn't have a court at their house and they couldn't play yeah versus the people that had a court and they could st- get shots up still but it's still not like truly training with professionals and doing your your day-to-day workouts Whoa. everybody was impacted the same when it comes to that
1: and i think the biggest thing is not individual shape and things like that it's going to just more be if teams can get their chemistry back
0: mm-hmm. so or uh, more specifically you know the the controversy down in utah with rudy gobert and donovan Mitchell. that if they could mentally get over that um, you know that uh, confrontation that they had between each other because of whatever the hell was going on, and you know, one person not being as you know responsible as they should have. And
1: then I, I'm curious too to see how it um how the no fans are going to be as far as basketball goes. I know MMA. We're both a fan of that because you oh, actually love hear the punches, no yeah, sometimes man. you can hear them talking to each other, maybe not what they're saying, but you hear the muttering yeah, so I like shit. that I love
0: it. but
1: uh, I feel like basketball might make it kind of different, and then I seen something talking about they might even air the live games a little bit later to try to bleep like bleep it up, and yeah, I think no, that'd be stupid
0: no, you gotta yeah, they should all they should do in my opinion is. Before it starts and uh, right before every commercial break, or before it comes back from a commercial, have like one of those little, you know, uh, what am I thinking of? The the notes that says, "Hey, this is a live event. Yeah, you may hear motherfuckers cussing and shit. (laughs) Definitely, shit might get real. Yeah. So if if you put that up, you gotta understand, shit is weird right now. There's no fans there to cover up what is being said every game anyways. Well,
1: that and then for, you know, true fans or anybody, you might, you're going to hear more of a technical aspect
0: of it. I feel like
1: you're going to oh, get a yeah, call the out on defense you everything. and everything. It's beautiful. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting for sure. It's going to be just, so awesome. I, I wonder think how the that. intensity is going to be with it yeah. though. Like, is it going to make it more, I or don't know. It's, there's a lot of, there's because, a lot of factors that are going uh, into it.
0: I just hope it doesn't get canceled. I don't want to be Yeah, that, you know, I don't think it's going. There's a chance, you know, shit is weird,
1: but uh yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Lakers. All maybe. right, so
0: more specifically for the Lakers, in that 8th spot, who is a team that you would like to see the most and who is a team that you would like to see the least make that 8th seed and play the Lakers?
1: Well, like I already said, well, I don't know. Obviously, as a fan, you want to see the easiest win, which I think would be the Pelicans more, while they're a good team. And I know I was I think saying it earlier. Memphis
0: would be the easiest. Yeah,
1: I kind of forgot about that. Well, let's name the
0: teams in the HC that could potentially make it. You got Memphis, who, are, who is in the eighth. You got the Trailblazers. You got the Pelicans. And who else? Those are like the three. Yeah, those three are the main ones. that I've been thinking.
1: With the short amount of seating games, I think those are the ones that have the most potential to go. Okay. I definitely would say Memphis.
0: Memphis would be the easiest. Uh, and then, Just simply because
1: uh, the big man rotation. Yeah. We, but, and I think that goes all that. the way through with
0: all three. Hassan uh, uh, Whiteside is pretty solid for Portland. That's what I'm saying. They have Hassan Whiteside who could. Anchor that, that big five in the middle, grab all the boards, play the great defense, you know, get the lob threat. And then, um, but as far, and I don't know, man. Derek Favors has slept on for the Pelicans. Yeah. Derek Favors is solid. But I just feel like Hassan Whiteside would match up better with Javel McGee and Dwight Howard. But the thing is with that, and I think what gives us those
1: edges as far as that <clears> goes is while they're all good players and they're solid players, when you have people surrounded by an AD and a Braun, it's kind of different. Like, yeah, Dame is a threat, but he's a threat in a different way as far as, like, you can put almost anybody as far as, like, a a halfway decent center is going to look amazing next to Braun just because of his game. Yes. Whereas Damian Lillard, I I don't think that's as much of the case. You know what I'm saying? So I think that makes all the difference. Is our role players might match up evenly with some players or might even be better or worse, but our stars, I think outshine almost everybody in the Western conference. Oh yeah. And then, you know, with the Clippers in mind, of course, kind of going hand in hand. So as far as how they're going and how we're rolling, I I think it's going to end up being um, a Lakers Clippers, you know,
0: Western conference finals. Definitely. If it
1: lines up like that. Because they're the definitely the two most ta- two most talented teams in the West. But then with the East it's like I think that's where <laughs> I think that's where the uh there's a lot more competition I think with a couple of those matchups. You got the Celtics, the Raptors. Wait, hold on. Before
0: we move <laughs> on to the East, let's talk about uh, I agree with you. I also think it would be a Clippers and the Lakers Western Conference Finals. Um, I think one team that could compete would be Houston. Yeah, well, yeah. If they get hot, they could beat anybody. Definitely, but but I think they're going to get fucking destroyed in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: time and time again, that's what's kind of shown is like that they're. That play style doesn't really go through or go out. Well, play well, play out well in the playoffs, but I mean, they have that dimension of Russell Westbrook,
0: though. They yeah, they did, They've never Mike and Tony, in my opinion, has never had this much firepower because James Harden and Russell Westbrook are two crazy scorers when they. And then high.
1: that small lineup is so much of a, it like it's so weird. It's like an anomaly in the league that I mean, they could do really well in the playoffs for how people know you know it couldn't because when they they started rolling and russ was kind of getting his getting able oh, to get to the paint do his like thing. A
0: fucking god when uh clint capella got traded when so, they went small ball russell westbrook started well
1: it opened up games. everything for yeah him. so he wasn't forced to shoot and then it kind of gave james harden that green light which obviously james harden always has a green light so it just all depends it I mean if they start rolling and players are playing well cuz James Harden can go 18 for 19 from 3 or 1 for 18 it all just depends <laughs> on the night and I think it's going to be this the, team, the teams that are more consistent I don't think that they can go through every single round and and win I I just don't cuz yeah.
0: I I just I also I think uh like Clippers are just way beyond it's third. just the was star it, power of the Nuggets maybe
1: The was, Nuggets. But
0: they're going to get destroyed. Anthony Davis on Joker, he's going to fucking destroy yeah. him. He's just too- that's, that's the Lakers. People don't give Anthony Davis enough credit. They got to understand this dude is, he's, all right, one single stat. He's leading a LeBron James team in points per game. When has that ever happened with LeBron James on the team? Never, Never. So it's like, People don't understand that he's averaging uh, like was it twenty twenty eight nine and four or something like that while playing great, great defense, defense two and a half blocks almost two steals so it's like you can't I mean next what, to LeBron James
1: and and not to, I he was shooting bad from three all season in the a beginning low and he was just now turning that around. Mm-hmm. So I mean you factor that in and if you add that three point dimension in his game, there's not that anybody that's, that's I mean, you have like a Giannis Unstoppable who's just big and can get that every time, but A D has
0: Fundamentally sound
1: all around. He yes. can even make the pass. Maybe not like he's not the best guy at it, but he can make that pass too. To right that's what I'm in high school and exactly. they just grew into
0: a gigantic guy. So, so he has we, point guard like qualities and we
1: have two people so on our team certain. that not comparing their skills like in a sense but at the same time you have two people on your team like Braun who plays all five can guard all five mm-hmm. and is good at a lot of things and then you have ad who maybe not on the scale of lebron but is still is very all around and is kind of like a hard matchup almost to any team
0: that's so. the thing that i feel like the lakers have the edge in is that Anthony Davis is just a mismatch a, a mismatch with any player or any forward or center in the Western Conference.
1: Well, yeah, and then if you go to the Clippers matchup specifically, it's like, okay, who do you put on
0: AD? Think, I'm thinking Kawhi would have to go on AD and then PG goes on Brown. And then PG goes on Brown, but it's like, okay, Kawhi
1: is a, a great – I mean, I'm not going to discredit them at all. I mean, no, I think liberals, I think but,
0: Kawhi would do a fantastic job on AD, and he would be the best matchup in the Western Conference.
1: For sure. Like, 100%. But I still
0: think with the way – His size and athleticism. AD
1: they play. Because if you think about it, okay, how do you stop LeBron literally paint Manning throwing an alley-oop to AD full court yeah. and AD just jumping over everybody using his length? I mean – some now, of those things that they do are unstoppable. And then even then, so you're focusing all that on them. You still have firepower other places. Dwight, Dwight Howard is still – we still have Dwight. We have JaVale. Yes. We have Danny Green who is – can be streaky. But, I mean, at the same time in the playoffs, that's where people really turn up. That's where they – I do. think
0: that's where – that's that's going to be the the biggest turning point for the Lakers-Clippers. Is if that big man rotation of Javel and Dwight and then AD, 100%. they have to dominate Zubak. They have to dominate Joe Kim though If I he mean, plays like. Uh, Montrez
1: Hero is definitely the. Montrez Hero is
0: at the four. He's I'm the, talking about the center position.
1: The center position, forward. I mean, come on. Like, okay, I'm not going to Zubak, but... Zubak,
0: Montrez Hero, and then maybe a little splash of uh, Marcus Morris.
1: Because, I mean, in my opinion, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee will sun Zubak. Like, he's. He I can do his thing, but at the same time, they're just too imposing. He's this too is healthy. Dwight's
0: time. Dwight Howard is going to come in these playoffs, bro, and just shut shit down. I
1: mean, he's done it all season.
0: Yeah, I think on the season average, like seven to seven, but that those that numbers are show. It, it doesn't show how he. It nominated. doesn't he's shooting like over seventy percent from field.
1: I mean, and the the games where we needed him the most, he did what he had to do, and I believe what he had a twenty and ten game or a twenty. He he had one game this year that stuck out. I believe Javale was in foul trouble and AD wasn't playing. So we had to play. He was the center mm-hmm. and he basically he, he showed that he can, he can that. still do what yeah. he had to do, yes. what he needs to do a hundred percent. I mean, you bring that into the playoffs with JaVale who is really solid. And I mean, defensively JaVel's a very good room protector who sometimes I think it's almost lost in the midst of all the other good room protectors in the league and on our team specifically. So it's going to be a show for sure. I think that might be the bigger one than the finals almost if it plays out like that. I hope the league somehow, like, they got a rate, like, it has to work out that way. That, it's too big of a matchup to miss out on.
0: Yeah, that, that's some firepower. So, one thing that people say that the Clippers do have on the Lakers is depth. I 100% agree. Their depth is crazy from players one to like 14, right? But what the thing that people don't mention is that in the playoffs you're not playing fourteen backs. Yeah. You're playing
1: eight. And you nine, have that eight. those minimized lineups where these people are really locked in together and it's mm-hmm. like, Okay, you can have all these people that you're putting in, but Bron is gonna play forty four minutes at a high level.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: AD's gonna play that at a yeah. high level.
0: People forget that it's still LeBron James. He's averaging a career high in assists. And I mean, to to st- turn turning up and doing scary shit. And
1: the last game against the Clippers, which I believe we won, right? Yes. Right before the season ended. Yeah. We beat them and the Bucks, which are two big things. And I mentioned
0: it before on the podcast, bro. LeBron's defense on Kawhi Leonard and Giannis was fucking outstanding. Because yeah. he
1: basically, I think he's smart. That was him saying... Don't think I don't have this too. And on top of that, something that a video that I've seen specifically and I talked to you about is I watched LeBron James play point guard go down court and pick out Lulu specifically <laughs> and pick him apart. He scored every single time. He either got the switch on him mm-hmm. or got AD or the Jabell. He got the switch every single time, and that's where they went. And, I mean, he picked apart their defense. Yeah. And so even then, okay, you have PG and you have Kawhi guarding AB and Bron, but you have Bron, who's more intelligent basketball wise than both of them. I, no matter what people want to argue, he,
0: he's just a big mis, uh, mismatch. LeBron James always has been because he's a freakish, big guy, built guy, fast guy. And then, go ahead, keep going. And then now yeah. with his um
1: just with him adapting his his skill set to what he is though now Mm -hmm. he knows he's older he knows the athleticism he has it but to use that constantly is too much of a he just knows it's smarter to conserve that so the fact that his three-point percentage is getting better I mean it was 35%. a it was a short little sample size, but he was making a lot of free throws, which is, yes. is Achilles. Hey head. no, that is
0: big. Look at LeBron James's free throw percentage for the whole season, but then look at it more specifically for like the last month to three weeks of the season. He went from like under seventy percent, like sixty eight, sixty nine percent, to shooting in the high seventies. He was, yeah, he was
1: getting to the line, he was making them, and I mean if is making his free throws, it's kinda scary. So just the way he's adapted his game is he's just a mismatch for everybody because of his basketball IQ alone, in my opinion. Then and then you combine everything else. It's LeBron like LeBron
0: with Anthony Davis is the perfect player.
1: So we just need it really comes down to if our role our role players can just outplay them. Yeah, we are we are we don't have Avery Bradley. Rondo,
0: Rondo will
1: kind of well, if if it's Western Conference Finals, we'd have him probably by then. But then it's kind of like
0: a, a little bit too late. Yeah, you so a few we have Alex
1: Caruso. Time. We need Alex Caruso to really come up big as far as being. I would just say being that scrappy guard, be, being the Patrick Beverly of our team.
0: But that's one thing I wanted to mention is now you have got that backcourt of Alex Caruso and Danny uh, Danny Green KCP. Yeah, well, I'm talking them about the starting yeah. lineup. That That's a defensive shutdown right there. Yeah. 100%. That's even better than Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley was playing terrific defense. Alex Russo was right there with them, you know? And, yeah. And, and, and then and Alex, KCP, who's, who you just said, he's shooting, what, over 40% from three hey, after that he horrendous start?
1: Got bullied into being one of the best players. Not one of the... The best role player. One of the best on the team, man. He yeah. get I know, He always plays, he plays, plays defense. Goals. And then... It's I mean, he's not missing to free throws. So, it's... He's going to come up big, I think, in the playoffs. All well. right. So,
0: that's three guys. So, I'm assuming the Lakers will have an eight or nine-man rotation, right? So, you got Alex Caruso, Danny Green, KCP, AD, JaVale. That's the starting lineup. Then... I'm the bench. You got to say KCP, Dwight. I'm thinking Marquis. Probably
1: he brings because the dimension he slide he to the
0: five and keep AD at the four. So I think he can slide to minutes. the
1: five, keep AD at the four, and while still opening up the paint for AD to yeah. do his thing. So I think. So that might
0: be it. You might, might get some shows out for some JR Smith every now and again. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah,
1: Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, too, yeah. So that's the that's Those guys, be the I record. think
0: they'll be on like a rotation. Like, throw him in for a couple minutes, let him get a couple shots up. If he hits them, keep them in. Keep him. If he doesn't, all right, next game. Because we'll those
1: are all guys that are potential to. Quinn Cook could go out and hit two threes. Mm-hmm. J.R. Smith could go out and hit a lot of threes. So yeah. the, and that's what we need. We need to bring that that dimension in because. If they're worried about them, and then you still have AD Dwight Javel that are going to score in the paint at will. the lobs,
0: offensive rebounds, quick all that good stuff. All right, let's talk potential matchups in the West. So you got, you know, most likely Lakers versus whoever's in the AC, but who's that two and seven? Who's that at three and six, four and five? So it's
1: going to, I believe, depending on how seating goes, if I'm not mistaken with the uh, records and whatnot. It was all pretty close as far as those middle so it's teams. So still up in the air. So those eight games can make, mean a lot. So, okay. I mean, those could be matchups like you got the Mavericks
0: and then uh All the right, Thunder. well, let's assume. Let's assume. I'm assuming uh, or let's hope what matchups would you like to see, the two to seven?
1: Two to seven, so two being Clippers for the most part or however you want it i'm just gonna say some matchups that i would like to see yeah, that's what if I'm it happens i would way. love to see the mavericks and the rockets uh, mavericks rockets i was gonna say the mavericks and the thunder i don't know why but luca is just the way he plays and then he's CP3, a floor which general is, is something yeah, to prove. he's a cp point guard, and then you have steven adams who i like him a lot I think he could come up big in the playoffs with CP3 because he's Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? That's like the perfect matchup. Mm-hmm. Lob City, every, you know.
0: What about so, uh, Thunder and the Rockets? That kind of a, like revenge tour, yeah, kind yeah. of Russ versus the Thunder. In my opinion,
1: <coughs> I don't know. I think I think Russ would just kind of tear through that a lot.
0: Not to say the Mavericks
1: wouldn't, but the Mavericks are a young team. And then Perzingis is – he's honestly really solid. So uh, there's just too many – there's a lot of good matchups
0: around here. There's there's a lot of good basketball. I think it's because we've been starving. It's like it's been a whole offseason, and we're just ready to get back to it. But it's different now. It's not the beginning of the 82-game season. It's like, oh, shit. It's It's a little like – couple of weeks and, and then, then we're playoffs. starting playoffs
1: and then so it, it's really up in the air too i mean anything like always anything can happen in the nba but now it's like really can get weird now yeah. definitely yeah and then the east is its own its own body
0: yeah man let's talk about the east so you got you got that that boy giannis down there just tearing shit up he's crazy he's dominant and then I
1: mean, you have his Chris Middleton, bro. That's his That's his perfect counterpart. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. He's not the most talked about guy ever. But with his shooting percentages and what he does, he's, he he's, brings exactly what he
0: needs to bring to the table for Giannis. So he averages 20-plus points per game shooting 90% from the free throw, 50% from the field, and 40 from three. Which there's only few players I believe in the history of the game that have done that, and he's on pace to do that for the second consecutive season. He's very efficient. When Giannis was out, he put up fifty plus to show people, "Hey, man, I he I can, can do, do this what he shit. needs to do. I can do this too, a hundred percent." But some people put him Chris Middleton. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm a hater. I don't know, but. They put him in the category of Kawhi, uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, some of those top small fours, LeBron James, that top five small uh, four position. I don't think he's top five. See, I he's not,
1: in my opinion, either. But at the same time, with Giannis being as great as he is, he doesn't have to be for them to succeed. And I think that's what's perfect about that team and how it's set up. They're
0: perfectly balanced.
1: Because you have, I mean, just that alone. The fact that Chris Middleton is going to score his, so you're not letting up on Mm -hmm. him. So that's one guy that Giannis, or they can't help with on Giannis. Eric Bledsoe, I feel like he's good. He fits in there. But, I mean, it's just like when you have somebody that's going to put up 32 points and 17 rebounds consistently, it's like,
0: you don't have to do much.
1: It's kind of stupid to just even.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about Chris Middleton not being top five. Who would you put in that top five at the small four position?
1: I don't know. That's To me, it's almost dumb to rank five positions now because basketball it's is just so positionless. positionless. Everybody yeah. plays what they want to play. Giannis is like a point center. It doesn't make yeah. sense to
0: all right, so I'll put it like this: in those types of small four players, I put Kawhi and LeBron in the top spots, right? And then there's like another group, another tier. In that tier, I'll have Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Brandy Ingram. Those, but players. I
1: mean, and to put the those tiers are years apart too. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. It's yeah. like Brandon Ingram's 21, Jimmy so-
0: Butler's almost 30, so it's like.
1: Right. There's a lot more that
0: goes into it.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't really like rank it like that because I don't think it shows the actual things. right? And again, it just goes back to when you have certain players on your team, if you just do what you need to do at a great level, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter as far as those rankings go. So and that's what wrong. people, and not to say casual people, but certain fans don't look at it like that. You mm-hmm. look at a box score, you're not going to get the whole thing from the game. So that's why but that's why i think that team has the most potential there's no ego there and i think they can go far obviously yeah. i think they're i mean they're i think they're going to make it through the east but it's just there's too many other teams cuz the raptors yeah they lost quite but i mean they're still really good mm-hmm. will they are they in to win the finals no but can they get somebody to run for their money and still still a, a series from a team that yeah, i sure. think that 100%
0: the 76ers are my favorite team. I love them. My favorite team, man. The Sixers, people can say what they want. Um, they've had some, you know, some chemistry issues during the season, some injuries. Ben Simmons hurt his back. Should be healthy now. I've been saying since the jump the 76ers are a playoff team. They just—they are him. built for the playoffs. They signed Al Horford specifically to clamp Giannis. They don't give a fuck what else he is doing. Yeah,
1: definitely. They just
0: want him to guard Giannis. Do what you did last season.
1: Do but what at you at the did same last time, time. It's like looking at it like that. It's thinking Giannis isn't preparing for that. Is you know? Oh, I'm excited. But that's what makes it exciting. But on top of that, though, you have Al Horford doing that with the element of Joel Embiid, who if he takes things serious and is in shape, he very well could be one of the best players in the league. And I'm not saying that, like, I mean, the small sample sizes of what he's done is crazy. He's very – I think he could be great.
0: I want to see the Sixers and the Bucks in the playoff series just as much as the lakers Clippers.
1: Oh, yeah, because that's basically the equivalent of the that's Eastern my Conference. my favorite matchup. And man. even last year, I'm pretty sure that happened. Even then, though, every game they played against each other, it's that they I don't know. There's some sort of like almost rivalry rivalry there
0: because Yeah, that, maybe because not too many times in basketball these days, you have your best players playing each other on both ends of the court. And with Joel Embiid and Giannis being like the same position, pretty much they play each other. But then when the Lakers like- play the Bucks, Anthony Davis and Giannis play each other. That's fun to watch. And then the
1: thing is and that's why I think uh I don't know though. You add in that element of I just have to say it why we're talking about the Sixers is Ben Simmons, bro. He's just so
0: Ben Simmons is gonna be he's great, great. He's so young. And they're talking about uh they're moving on to the power forward. you know? I mean, again, bro, he they play where
1: he needs to play, he's gonna go where he needs to go. And I think just defensively, he's almost he's gonna be he's just that how he's built. It doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a guard that he can't guard. He's like You magic. got James Harden or yeah, Russ and all that. He just matches magic. up with
0: everyone. But he's super on the defensive end. He just gets it.
1: And then at the same time, it's like people always talk about his shooting and all that. He can never develop that in his his enti- in his entire career. And I don't even think it would matter that much, but it's going to come. I mean, that's stupid not to. Yeah. All he has to do is shoot them yeah. <laughs> at that point. You know what I'm saying? He just doesn't. So even if he just put up three a game and was just making one, that adds an element because they're like, all right, I now have to he's come shooting up a little there. bit. And then you don't have Joel Embiid shooting like 10 threes in games sometimes, which I think is stupid. So
0: they so just have to
1: figure some things. Let like, me chime yeah. in. So
0: with, with that, hypothetically speaking, the Sixers play the Bucks, And I talk about Ben Simmons playing the four. Is he matched up with Giannis? That means Joel Embiid is on Brooke Lopez. I don't know. I don't I don't think you let that happen. I think the key to that series is going to be the guard play. The yeah. Sixers. They're talk about having Milton come in shape, right? Having him come in play the one, I believe. It doesn't matter who plays the point or the shooting guard for the Sixers this they need somebody to produce there more than Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, and Chris Middleton and those guys with the Bucks is Giannis is going to get his fucking forty and twenty every game. And you gotta think he's played such low minutes all season. So if they green light
1: Giannis and he's like, I wanna play the whole game. Yeah, forty minutes. I wanna game, play forty, 40 minutes. minutes. I wanna play He's
0: putting up forty and twenty, man. It doesn't matter. He's just gonna get that. So it's gonna be shutting down the guys around him. Don't don't look bro uh, Brooke Lopez make fucking six seven. Threes. But then
1: and that's when it comes into where it's like, all right, Joel Embiid, he's gonna stop that if that's what it comes to. Ben Simmons is such a good defensive player player that he's going to stop that
0: he's uh, yeah I think Ben Simmons or they should just put him on Giannis and hope for the best or like a combination of Ben Simmons, Jordan B, Al Horford keep him, him in rotation on, on him the
1: whole time and even then I mean does that even stop him <laughs> like,
0: no, no it, he's it, just, it's not you just try your best <laughs>
1: yeah, it, he's a scary person for sure yeah he's great there's just a lot of it's going to be a lot of good basketball. I hope the the break doesn't mess up too much of the team's mojo and what they had going on. And it doesn't, fuck mm-hmm. like it doesn't, I don't know. I think there's a lot that can be happening. Though yeah, there's a lot players. of variables
0: that make, that's why I think that the asterisk means something. There's so much shit that goes into what's going on. As easy as people breaking curfew in the bubble in Orlando.
1: Yeah, it's like. Simple shit like that. Dwight Howard couldn't wear a mask. He couldn't didn't wear a mask. Got the snitch hotline. Couldn't play in game two. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Like, so it just depends on how things go out. And we'll see soon. We're going to see when the games actually start.
0: It's only a couple of weeks away. This is huge. I feel like we need this. I, we need, as, like, sports fans and just with everything going on, having sports coming uh, coming back to us, it, like, it means a lot more than what it, people who don't really watch sports, it means a lot more than what they think. A hundred percent, because
1: I know every single UFC card I like. Because, I mean, if you think about it, that's, like, the only sporting event in America that's going on. That's, like, kind of more normal, regular sport in America that's going on. So every single UFC card I want to watch – the first prelim to the main event, even if it's just a random fight night, I might not even know a lot of the people. And I'm like, I want to watch Start it all because there's, it's just the only live sport that it's been going. So to have yeah. basketball back is going to be, is it going to be amazing? I mean, it's been and so long.
0: This season has been way more exciting, you know, for the last like 10 years, it's been either the Warriors dynasty or LeBron James and who he's gone against. So now it went from the big three and the Warriors tearing things up to the dynamic duos around the league. And it's just, it's more exciting because way more people have the chance of winning. Yeah. There was a time when it was like, nobody is coming out of the East because of LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it's like, okay, who's LeBron playing? And, then it, and then it was just Warriors, Cleveland every single year. And I was just like, here we All go right. again. Nobody's going right. to beat these guys. <laughs> And now uh, neither of those teams are even in contention right now. So it's it's, it, it's finally very
1: everything is like different. Cause and then I mean not to obviously jump too far ahead, but the, even next season it's there's a bunch of more elements adding in because 'cause you've got K D coming back who K
0: D and Kyrie and Brooklyn, KD, you've got Stephen Clay coming back to the Warriors. There's so much. Like, there's just more Like, coming. this
1: season was way more entertaining and had so much more depth as far as just teams going. Way more shit talking. And now next season, that it's going to just be doubled. I mean, I still think Katie is one of the best players in the league. Like, top three. You've got Bron, Katie, and honestly, whoever you want to go in whatever it order you want to It depends how
0: comes back from the injury. It's uh, a big injury, It's man. a big injury, but it's like – medical nowadays and everything. But his game also isn't just relied on athleticism. He shoots fucking lights out from anywhere on the
1: court. And you gotta think okay, now if he has to stop relying on the athleticism that he's always had a little bit, all he's gonna do is get better at shooting from other places. And he's 7 feet with like a
0: 7'5 reach, so it's I mean, like you don't have to be too athletic. when When you can score at all levels, it's... Like, speaking when Kobe... Tore his Achilles. Okay, Kobe was like thirty-four, but he's he's six foot six. That's like that's a tall normal guy. You know, yeah. he's like, oh, you're tall. <laughs> Kevin Durant's seven feet. Like, you don't just say, oh, you're tall. It's like, oh, yeah. like people have to mention, oh shit, you're tall, <laughs> oh, man. <damn. laughs> you know how many times he gets that on, the, on yeah, a on a day to day? Oh so. <laughs> shit, you're. If you have to like do a whole big ass crouch every time you go through a doorway.
1: I mean, he's grazing front doors, the tall ones. He's crazy, man. So,
0: he's a tall and you can dude. shoot. Nobody can guard that. He's who can guard? I that? can't. I love KD, man. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, man. Basketball is exciting, man. Well, that sums it up, man. Yeah. For another episode of Talk Smack with Mac, some NBA talk with you know my little bro Trav. You know, I'm excited that he hopped on with me. It's only going to keep getting better when the season actually starts. We'll actually have real, you know, live stats facts and things to talk facts about. Facts and stats to talk about. Yeah, instead of the same old hypotheticals and opinionated bullshit. <laughs> but it's always good. Opinionated bullshit. <laughs> Thanks again, you guys. Peace.